Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. And welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. It's so great to be here again. Another Monday, the week flying by. And what, an, what a great experience it is right now to be here. I'm just so pleased because of the guests that we have coming on. I'm really excited. Can't get the words out properly. Um, so I was just looking at the advert actually before and realizing what the amazing things that are happening here on New Thought Media Network. So I feel really um, blessed and honored to be here right now with the Cosmic Prayer. And the guest that we have coming on, he is so incredibly gifted. He has performed over 700 weddings. Wow, that's the piece for me. That I just think what a beautiful thing to have, um, to have done, to, to, be, uh, to be that, ex that, that person that experiences that and gives that to so many people and as a spiritual counselor as well for people that are preparing to get married that's another another honor there and another great thing to be doing in this life apart from being a spiritual practitioner and um, a pastor he was ordained uh, by bishop carlton pearson in 2013. oh my gosh the list just goes on and on here and uh, as i said a licensed spiritual practitioner and he was um also a part of Spiritual Center in Ohio, Summit Spiritual Center for many, many years. And he's also a presenter here on New Thought Media Network. He has his own show. It is called Friday's Fireside Chat. And I am excited to bring on um, Michael Mangus to the Cosmic Prayer. Yes. Well, well thank you very I'm much. Michael. You know what? Yeah, I had to work on myself a little bit because you've had some real A-listers from uh, 
science of mind here. You had uh, Edward Dr. Uh, Dr. Villune, and you've had yeah. uh, Tony LaMotta, who, again, wonderful people. Isn't and, she wonderful? And, and then... You, <laughs> <laughs> and now, it's and you. then you, you have me. How how wonderful! And, Thank you so very and, much. And that is the thing where everybody I feel that we, you know, because you're doing the same thing here. You're bringing people onto your your broadcast and allowing people to really share and shine out their message. And so, as far as I'm concerned, we're all bringing on amazing people. You know, everyone's an A-lister um, just for showing up and doing this on whatever level, whatever capacity. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So I want to ask you, you know, what it, you've you've married seven hundred. Start from that place because I think that's that's an empowering thing to be doing in this life. Let alone everything else that you're doing. That is beautiful. What well, is thank, what's your calling for that? What is, well, yeah, I think that really it it comes from it comes from love. I think that that's one of the things that. Um, that I was taught early as far as with, uh, I pastored Summit Spiritual Center in Akron for many, many years. And for this is one of the things I had to overcome was one of my fears was that uh, if I got my marrying license in Ohio, that I would kick off some of the other CSL ministers. So I, So for a couple of years, I had the paperwork on my desk. And then finally, someone from our group asked me, Mike, could you do my my ceremony? Uh, it was Jill Stamphill, who was one of my uh, my board president. So I went ahead and I, um, I so I went ahead and I registered. Now, it was interesting because I got the paperwork back from the state of Ohio uh, to perform weddings. I got it back. It wasn't even warm out of the envelope, in which I got a call from our independent new thought minister who's affiliated with our community, John Miller, who went ahead and said, guess what? Yeah, we froze up there just for a second. Did we? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, no, I was, I was yeah, waiting we, for the drum roll. Yeah, no, 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 but, <laughs> but no, uh, but John, see, the, the one nice thing was that John went ahead and he, and he spent a year with me, mentoring me on how to do weddings. And one of the things that he really said was, he said that, he said, Mike, he said, you know, in our tradition of new thought, he said that we just marry them, we don't hassle them. And so that's one of the things that I've, I've done. It's really, it really is a joy to be able to unite a couple that's already been united in their own heart. So all we're doing is we're making public what they've already done. So talking about uh, my use with prayer, as far yeah. as with that goes, I think that uh, again, um, you know, praying that I am, I have again that kind of servant's heart, but also that things go well during the ceremony. And again, even if they don't, it's perfect. So you know, even though I I may think it's not perfect, like for example, like when I watch my show from Friday night, okay, I am I you know like during the show, my mind's going. Oh man, you know what? I messed up and everything. But then when I'm done and I go ahead and I and I see what happened, it really, it really is um, um sometimes it even amazes me. So as long as I'm there as a conduit, as long as I'm yeah. there and willing, I think that that's something that uh, you know, that spirit uses us to be able to do. So getting back to the weddings, 
Um, one of the nice things about weddings in this area, again, you know, being involved in active ministry, it's probably one of the more uh, wonderful things that you do. I think that the tendency, again, I've been in ministry a long time. It, one of the tendencies in ministry, I think, is to kind of lose perspective if you're dealing with the board, if you're dealing with members, mm -hmm. if you're dealing with everything else. What weddings do for me is really a very much of a stress reliever because it really reminds me of the, of just being willing to go ahead and to, to you know, I, I marry some of the people in our area that some of the pastors wouldn't even touch. And again, I'm not sure how it is over in United Kingdom. I know here that we have um, usually the pastors of regular denominations will not marry you if you've uh, been married before, second or third marriage, if you're living together, which most of my couples do, okay, and also have a ch child out of wedlock. See, I don't do any of that. So I don't have any of that judgment because, again, our our teaching says, again, to love. That's, that's it. What, that's what Jesus said. So that's what I do, and that's what I bring to the table as far as with the weddings. Yeah, and and being, you know, looking at our society and how, how we are living here uh, as society as and humanity, you know, most people are, you know, if, if, if we're involved in a relationship, most people are doing one of those three things. <laughs> you know, people break up, people have children, fam the family structure looks very different now to how it did even 10 years ago or five years ago, you know, with um, inclusivity and diversity and the way that our children are growing up and expressing themselves in, in their with their sexuality as well, you know. So um, we need our teaching, don't we? And we need ministers like you to say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm, I'm going to bring people together through love and it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to do a very controversial thing. I'm going to hold up the Bible, okay? Hold up my Bible. Now, again, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my regular clergy, you have the sign. <laughs> I, I also have that. Uh, the, reason, the reason I hold up the Bible is because, again, the interpretation of the Bible, the reason that the ministers in our area will not do a lot of the weddings is because that, again, their interpretation, their very narrow interpretation of the Bible. Whereas, again, in, in Science of Mind, Religious Science, New Thought, again, that we we take the Bible seriously, but we don't take it literally. That's now, again, right. so let's let's talk about, they say, well, a man shall be joined to his wife, and, you know, that's in Mark, uh, and the two shall become one. You have to understand, again, if you take that scripture in context, that what Jesus was talking about was that at that time, it was extremely easy for a man just to go ahead and say, well, I'm I don't want to be married to you anymore and then leave his wife and children destitute. So what Jesus was talking about, especially with the, the Pharisees was again, taking this seriously. And so I think that that, um, and the other thing too, is the same sex marriages. Um, again, I'm one of the only regular pastors in this area that does same sex weddings who, again, it's all based upon, again, an interpretation of the Bible that is not, consistent with love. When we get back to what, what makes it all happen, again, God is love, and yes, God is love, but God is love. So if we come from that place when we take a look at Scripture and we go ahead uh, and, you know, I believe, again, it is inspired 
but it's not, you know, this whole idea of it's not fallible. It is fallible. So especially in the interpretation of it. So, yeah. And there are many that won't reach for the Bible also, you know, that's not the book of their choice and, and uh, would rather um, observe love for what it is. And uh, there you are. Oh, I like that. That's a. I'm, I'm that's holding. A posh, I'm holding up my, that's my, a posh my version. Look at mine. It's falling apart. Oh no, no. Oh no, no. I, I like <laughs> no, yours no. better. Because really? Of, uh, no. Um. I. I think for me, you know, it's. Uh. You know, the the show is called Cosmic Prayer. I think for me, you know, prayer is one of the things that uh, really got me into the science of mind has been. The uh, has been the whole idea of that there are methods and ways that make prayer more consistent. And so I've made a study over the years I've done with my bachelor's degree before I went into Holmes Institute uh, that what one of the things I did for my, my prayer project it, it, well, for a senior project was prayer. What I, I went ahead and I did what's called a prayer study, uh, working with uh, addicted people. So, again, I, I, the one thing I think that— What did really you do meant, with that? What did you do with that? Yeah, so I had to come up with a, uh, a project uh, that had to be approved by my advisors uh, at uh, Burlington College in Vermont, which, unfortunately, the program's no more— but what I did was I took two, I took a group of people who were food addicted and I went ahead and I, I, I split them up into two. I didn't, the only thing that on the paper that they signed was it said, you are participating in a study of prayer and healing. Okay. That's the only thing I could tell them as far as with that goes. That's quite a lot to say though, isn't it? Because even saying that, can plant, I mean, that plants a seed that this is a very powerful project. Yeah. So, so what, yeah. so what happened was I went and I had help from uh, religious science practitioners and a, a friend of mine, uh, Reverend Marie. Uh, what, what we did was this, we went ahead and I gave her all the names and I said, I said, put them all in a hat and pull out half of them to be prayed for. Yeah. And so what happened was, is that Marie, see, I had nothing to do with the, the actual prayer. I had nothing to do at all. Because again, the whole idea of, of, of interpretation. It was a blind I, trial. It was a blind. Yes. I, yeah. I really tried with this prayer study. I really tried to get myself out of, as, as the investigator, I tried to get myself out as much as possible. So what I did was I went ahead and I did the class. So we had, at the end, we had uh, we had eight people left out of 16. All right. So about 50% dropout, which is uh, pretty typical in any type of addiction program. All right. So I went ahead and I got the results all together and I found out who was prayed for and who was not. And I was a little disappointed about the results, but I went ahead and I gave them to my professor who went ahead and he says, now hold it, Mike. He says, you really need to take a look at this closer. He said, the people who went ahead and who were prayed for lost more weight. They were more motivated to do the work. 
and also that uh, they, again, that they seem to have done better psychologically throughout the, the, the term. See, that's how powerful prayer is. And so um, there, I did some recently in Holmes Institute uh, during one of the classes, I did a follow-up. There's been a lot of controversy as far as with studying prayer. Um, I guess that the last major study was back in uh, uh, like 2006, 2007, uh, where uh, uh, the guy who did the, uh, Dr. Herbert Benson, got a whole bunch of money from uh, um, from the Templeton Foundation, $2.3 million. What happened was is that it really did not show congruently that prayer worked, okay? So the the media went ahead and went crazy over this. So, oh, prayer doesn't work, you know, spending all that money. But see, what I did in my study with Holmes Institute, I went ahead and I took a look at uh, the someone did a meta-analysis the year after. So what this researcher did was he took all the prayer studies, and what he found out was that prayer does make things better. It changes things. Now, one of the things, and, and again, I'll let you, I know I tend to ramble on. Uh, no, no, it's fine, because I just wanted to ask you something about that, but you carry on. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, so what, um, the one thing I think that there was a problem in the, in the actual prayer study was that the prayers, they were given an actual intention to pray for, okay? Some of the people felt, some of the, and again, they had, Protestants, Catholics, uh, Buddhist, some of the people felt that they were telling God what to do by setting the intention. The intention was for the person to heal quicker and also to be restored to health. Okay, so that was the intention. Some of the people did not like that because, again, because they were they felt that they were telling God what to do. However, what I have found is that prayer, using it in an intention form, what that does is, again, that, you know, we, we study about God being love and God being law, that what happens is that that increases the efficiency and the, the effectiveness of prayer. Uh, and that's, that's, not, that's not just through the prayer studies. That's through all the stuff that they're doing in parapsychology uh, and other stuff. So I, again, just very, I, there, there's proof out there, there's scientific yeah. proof out there that prayer works. But I think the whole idea of teaching people how to pray aright, I think that that's, that's something that we do in our centers and that we do through our uh, many teachings. We also do through this network too, so. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, you know, the, we're at a time now where people's hearts and minds are opening up to wanting to learn these tools and techniques that are wisdom tools really, aren't they? They've already been proven as far as I'm concerned, um, metaphysically and spiritually. I, I, I know that science is reproving now so that, in, so that humanity, so it can reach people in a way where people can hear it and understand it because people like to have proof. People right. like to have a scientific foundation and say, oh yes, um, you know, it, the, you know, that trial worked, that trial didn't, people like that. But we know this has worked and we know that there are many greats that have gone before that have shown this, that have done the healing, that have healed many, many people and, and themselves with the power of intention and the power of knowing 
that God is within and that we can use the law and we can use the love. And um, I, I just wanted to ask you about that trial. Did those people know that they were going to be prayed for? The second one, the meta, the meta analysis. Okay, not the meta analysis, but the one with Dr. Benson. Yes, yeah. they did. And I think what happened was that again from the research was that the that put pressure on them. That put pressure yeah. on people. Oh, oh, they're praying for me, you know. And I think again that that uh, it really, I think it really skewed the results. I agree that would have done by by telling them the other thing again. I think that again that I noticed that probably a lot a lot of the other researchers did not was that. Again, with the prayers, not wanting to do that intention, that that also skewed the results of, of that. So uh, one of the things that I, uh, for my uh, parapsychology class at Holmes Institute, is that what the one thing that I saw was that there's been plenty of work in the field of parapsychology on the whole idea of intention, that... Uh, they found that again, when somebody is doing like a physical act and there's somebody in another room that's intending for them to do well or to relax during it, that what happens is it happens. So that's, so again, I think that there's a lot of things that are, especially with the, uh, the research that they've done with prayer. I think that, uh, now what what has happened because they spent all that money on the project uh, from Templeton Foundation is that again that the, for the past few years the money has not been readily available to go ahead and to do that kind of research again. But I think that again that it really shows that uh, and you know I'm uh, I have friends of mine who are Christian Science I love them to death. But they will not pray for me. They will not do their form of treatment for me if I'm going to see a doctor. Now mm -hmm. we know, we know again from the prayer studies that 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 prayer and medicine or prayer alone works. We know that already. And see, and Holmes wanted us to again to always respect the science. He always wanted us to you know to be um, people who are. Uh, colleagues of the the medical profession, and not and not separate. So that's I think that that's you know the whole idea of people again, you know they do their work in the physical, but we can also do our work again if we're holistic beings, physical, emotional, uh, mental, and spiritual. If we're those kind of beings, then again, if it's just on the on, if it's just on the physical it may come back again because there's 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 more than likely some emotional stuff that's come up from the past there's more than likely again when when i work with cancer patients that i tell them i say you know what again you have something that's eating away at you i said mm -hmm. forgive everybody mm -hmm. forgive if you have a list of people and again if if any one of you have a list of people on a mm -hmm. on a list that says these people owe me that I really support you in getting some help to forgive them. Mm -hmm. Let them go. They mm -hmm. were an important part of your life. They went ahead and in some form, you may not have liked it, but in some form or another, they grew you. Okay. So yeah. that's one of the, so again, there, there's all kinds of things I think in, 
in 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 uh, the medical profession, I think that again people are coming to a point where they're saying, well, this is not just physical. There's a lot of other things that are going on. So, yeah, and I think we're getting to that point where also the medical profession are opening up to realizing the wisdom of the ancients. And, you know, I was I was really surprised in my studies to, to discover that in, in medical schools now in the States, there are spirituality courses in medical in the universities in the States. There are spirituality courses. And this is perfect. And this is why homes couldn't we can't separate because there is no separation. Everything is God expressing. And everything is expressing as God. So how can we separate the physical from the spiritual? It's one. And and I think that what they're also being taught in the, in the medical schools, and again, if we have any medical students, but from what I understand is that how you approach things really makes a huge difference. If that, if you come in and you just, you know, just lay out the facts and say, well, you know, I think you have four to six weeks to live. Well, again, that the person has, again, there's, there's certain ways of being able to do that, that support the patient rather than going ahead and discouraging them. And so setting, I, a, I, setting that intention. Yeah. So I yes. think that there's, see, and there's reasons why that medical students are learning a little bit more about spirituality is because again, that a lot of their patients are demanding that. Yeah. Um, so, and I just had a friend of mine who went through uh, two years of uh, chaplaincy program. And again, it just amazes me how, uh, again, the right person saying the right words at the right moment and being willing just to be there with the patient or whoever's there, that that in and, in, in and of itself is healing. I remember the story of a, um, of a minister um, her name will come to me hopefully in a moment, but she was working as a chaplain in a hospital. Okay. As a part of a practicum for her, uh, for her degree and for her ordination. So she goes in her, she's all gounded up and everything. And she goes to a nurse and she said, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> And the nurse said this, she said, you are to know the presence of God in the situation. Wow. The nurse said that. The nurse said that. So I think that that's something that we can, we can always know the presence of God in any situation. And, and why even, would we be, why would we be surprised that the nurse said that? You know what I mean? Because they are, they are divine um uh messengers of god doing god's work here why would i be surprised that the nurse said that because nurses are angels aren't they and they well, know yeah, why they're my, here they, my, they know my, why they're here yeah my mother who just un unfortunately passed away from covid at the end of the year and uh my my sister uh are your also mother, nurses your mother transitioned yeah my mom transitioned at the at the end of the year um it just the reason I mention that is, and I mention that on my show weekly, is is as a remembrance for my mom, who I I yeah. miss really. I miss mom, mom dearly, and uh, 
the the reason I mention it is because again, not to give power to COVID-19 or what we're going through, but to say, you know what, this is personal and that we're all going to get through this. I think sometimes on my program, people get hung up on, um, because I do mention about things like COVID-19 and I mentioned the numbers and I'm, you know, uh, but the numbers, the numbers, I mentioned them so that we can learn just to take them as information and not be afraid. Yeah. That there are ways that we can get through this whole idea, uh, this whole idea of COVID nineteen. We can get through this and thrive through this. The shift has hit the fan. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the shift, the shift has hit the fan. Now, Diego knows Diego, I don't like saying please, the other word, but could you please put that real- on Diego? <laughs> It really, yeah, Diego didn't have to bleep me. The shift has hit the fan here. And the thing is that it really has taken everybody out of their comfort zone. I talk to other ministers and I say, what it, What do we do next? And he says, they they tell me back, we're learning this as, as much as you are. So I think that the nice thing about what we, what you and I and other people are doing on this network is we are being a part of that cutting edge to really to, to take spiritual teaching to the masses through this. I really believe that New Thought has answers to people who, are, who say that they're spiritual, not religious, that we have that whole idea of not only being able to, you know, to pray to God, but that whole idea of, I just call that mind science, we have mm-hmm. that the wonderful thing of mindset, but the one thing that again, and I've gotten this through the classes at homes, is the whole idea of mysticism, mm-hmm. that personal relationship with the all that is, and and, and, and to be able to do that. that we, I'm sorry, that was the the lag there, and to be able to do that, to 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 be able to have the experience with that, the direct experience through prayer, through conscious prayer. Yeah, the 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 first the first two steps of uh, you know of again if any of you are are religious science students recognition unification realization Thanksgiving and release so those are the five steps that we teach our practitioners to pray. Now the the first two steps the recognition step and the unification steps those are uh, my, one of my teachers of the science mind Dr. Tom Sennard says those are the communion steps. That what what we do is again not just as we say the words, but we commune with that one life, that one activity. We feel its presence. We we feel the the seven aspects of God as taught by Judge Thomas Troward. You know, love, life, light, peace, power, beauty, and joy. So we experience that. So that's the communion. The command is when that we from that consciousness of God, that consciousness of one that we then command, we then pray aright, as the scriptures say. We then know what words to say. We are guided and directed in the prayer. Sometimes I've had, I don't have it all the time, but I've had mystical experiences where it's not, it doesn't seem like it's me praying. Yeah. There's, there, it's, it's, it's the whole universe praying in and through me. So those, I think those are the things that really make prayer effective is again, as we 
spend some time in communion. You know, we take some time and, and spend some time in meditation. And then we, we then are, again, not of our own power. Holmes said that there's a power that's greater than us that we can use. So we go ahead and we then use that power then, speaking our word with confidence that's already done. That's already done. So I see those are the things I think that make prayer effective and that uh, it does, again, uh, take encouragement from other people. And also it does take a little bit of time. You know, again, that's what this, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You know, you practice, practice, practice. And the same thing with uh, spiritual mind treatment is that, again, I'm still learning. I've, I've learned it over 30 years ago, and I'm still learning stuff about spiritual mind treatment. So mm. it's really, you know, and especially... Uh, about how to pray for other people. And again, you don't pray to heal the physical body, okay? Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're seeing the truth about the individual. You yeah. are convincing yourself, not them, but you're convincing yourself of their wholeness, their completeness, their life, their the, the, the life of God in and through them. So that is what you are doing in a, an effective prayer treatment, is you are convincing yourself of the truth for your client. And then uh, again, and, and again, with working with other people and also myself, again, the whole idea of, again, of the steps of giving great thanks that it's already done because it is, it's already, the, the work is already done. And then to release that word, to really just to let it go, to just say, okay, I trust now that the, this law is 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 doing exactly what so I don't have to you know I can let go I can go ahead and go on with my day and 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 that I know that the work's already being done uh one um one of my favorite authors is Dr. Joseph Murphy um uh you know the uh, power of your subconscious mind that was his great selling book uh Dr. Murphy was not only a religious science minister but he was also a divine science minister so Joseph Murphy, what he would do for people who really did not know a whole lot about new thought, what he would do is he would go ahead and he would write out a, an affirmative prayer and he would give this to them. And he'd say, okay, what I want you to do is this two or three times a day, especially in the morning and in the evening. What I'd like you to do is I would like you to either say this out loud or say this to yourself with lots of feeling." Joseph Murphy had hundreds, hundreds, even into the thousands of demonstrations that he had on file for that. Yes, Diego says it's our consciousness. It's all in no, our consciousness. Yeah. It's, all, it's all in our consciousness. So that's, I think that was, that was the magic, uh, if you want to call it the magic, but that was the, the brilliance of Joseph Murphy taking uh, a one, our wonderful teaching, and then just condensing it to a to a few sentences that he would give to these people. Now, why the morning and the evening? Why are those so important? Well, again, through the science, we know that as we are waking up in the morning and as we are going to sleep at night, that what happens is we enter into a natural alpha state. Okay, so our so as we are going to sleep at night, see, that's why you don't watch the news <laughs> right yeah, before you go to sleep. Right. It's, it's because you don't want to put that stuff in your head before you go to sleep. So that's why watch the news another time. I'm not saying don't watch news, but I'm saying that before you go to sleep at night, again, that's, that's a time that uh, Dr. Murphy said you want to implant those good thoughts in you. And then when you wake up in the morning, 
is as you are waking up, you are in a natural alpha state. So that's one of the reasons why it's really good in the morning to do prayer work. And uh, people say, well, you know, I, I'm still waking up. Okay, so tr do this. That's the time to do it. <laughs> that's the time to do it. But if, if, if there are some people that say, well, right now I'm not willing to do that. Good. So get, get the Science of Mind textbook. Fill your mind with some good stuff the first thing in the morning. I think that that's, um, I was reading about one uh, self-improvement author. So his morning routine is he gets up in the morning, he writes down a gratitude list of at least three things. And again, uh, gratitude has been studied again. Uh, there's been, you know, tens of, of almost a hundred studies done of gratitude, how gratitude, just being grateful really shifts your consciousness and really helps you in your daily life. So he writes down three things in a gratitude list, and then, then he goes ahead and he feeds his mind. So what mm -hmm. I do, what, one of the things that I do is I have uh, books that I read um, uh, in, you know, like daily devotions in the morning, including uh, Around the Year with Emmett Fox, uh, a wonderful man from the, originally from England, who was uh, the um, minister of one of the largest churches they ever had in, uh, in New Thought in New York City. But, you know, to start feeding your mind with, with some good stuff, I also have some books by Ernest Holmes that I read just to get me again into, again, into that mind of, of prayer, of really just trying to, again, guiding my thinking on the, 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 the path of spirit. So that's for me, again, uh, uh, so I have about two or three of these, so. Wow, I love everything that you're saying here. It's just so, so many kind of pieces of information here for people to, to access. And um, how can we make this simple, you know, for the listener? And, you know, for me personally, I want to see prayer as being like this really usable uh, tool people just turn to because, you know, let's come away from the word prayer, which maybe has its um, connotations or people think of prayer in a certain religious context. And, you know, if there were another word for prayer that meant the same, but but wasn't prayer, that would be really cool. Um, and to, to get people inspired to really using this for their lives. I mean, not that I want to um, try and change anybody. And yet I do know that right now, with what we're all experiencing, here is this incredible power tool that we can use to shift the way that we are thinking and feeling, to lift our consciousness right there in the moment. It's like we don't need to wait till tomorrow or next week. It could be right now. How can we make prayer sexy? Uh, oh, how can we make prayer sexy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Michael. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, I, I, again, that, that's the reason I mentioned, I know that it seems like, you know, I've kind of gone on all, all, all over the place, but I think to, to make it really simple that to do like what I just said with, uh, with uh, Joseph Murphy is to go ahead. One thing that I, especially that I teach people who are just getting into this, it's this called, it's called, it's called three column prayer. I don't know if you were ever taught this, Laura, but the, no. so, okay. So three column prayer was something that 
was taught by Eric Butterworth, a unity minister here. So what you do is this. You divide up a, a piece of paper into three. On the far left hand, and you go, when you make your list, you go down. Okay, so make a list with one sentence or less of the things that in your life that are either bothering you or that are affecting you. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm afraid, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm afraid of COVID-19. Okay, so we're going to use that as our example. Okay, so this, so you go down the list like that. And again, you really make it extremely brief. The second column, the middle column, is the column of what is the spiritual truth about this? Uh, and again, as pointed out on my show last week by uh, Dr. Tim Stewart, who is the uh, president of the International New Thought Alliance, he said that Holmes taught us that, again, that e even in a situation like we're, we're in, that one of the things that we can always call on is that peace that passes all understanding. So you would list down in that middle column the spiritual truth about the situation. And if you have trouble with that, that's the good point to go get a spiritual practitioner or a minister to help you with that. Because sometimes, especially beginners, we don't know what the opposite is. So that's then the, right. third, the third column is an, an affirmative thought about is, 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 is taking the, the situation and turning it into a thought of God. Again, one of the challenges with affirmations is that people think, well, we're trying to make something happen. Mm. Affirmations, what affirm the the true sense of affirmations, especially the I am affirmation, it's to allow. It's we are allowing this presence and power to come forth. We are allowing. So let's say, for example, that you're upset or whatever about COVID nineteen is again. Uh, you can quote the scriptures. Uh, I again, uh, I was brought up in a Judeo Christian home. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Who should I fear? The Lord is my life refuge. Who shall who shall I be afraid? Something or again or the 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 life of spirit in me uh, guides and directs me into all peace and I am safe. Something like that. Something that expresses the spiritual truth in in a, in a certain form. If you do that, if you really and again what what after that one time, you go ahead and you take out the the third portion. You go ahead and you throw away the other portion. You, okay. you know, I mean, you throw you you let it go, yeah. And now start focusing on what you want instead. That I think that's the simplest form of prayer to get people to start focusing on the good things in their lives. Start getting them focusing on the good things, even involved, even in what we're going on with the COVID-19. It's not denying that it's not there. It's still there. But the yeah. whole idea is that there's, there's a lot of good things that are happening in people's consciousness in people's lives. Uh, I've heard of people again, losing jobs. Well, okay. But see, that's getting you ready for the next, for the next adventure here. So, so if you use that three column prayer, if you have any questions about anything that I've said today, Pastor oh. Mike Mangus at gmail.com. And I will Fantastic. go ahead. Let's get, your, let's get your info up here. Um, Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail. There we go at gmail.com. For anyone that's listening here, you're on New Thought Media Network, having such an incredible conversation with Michael about prayer. There's so many things that you're that that you've said, and I want to go deeper into this and deeper into that. And it's it's just incredible. 
that you are guiding people. For anybody, if you've just joined us now, go back and listen because there are amazing insights here that you are talking about and it's it's um, piecing together and into a beautiful picture that you are painting here on prayer and how we can use prayer and different aspects of spiritual wisdom because it doesn't really also for me it feels like prayer isn't just always about sitting down and formally doing a spiritual mind treatment it comes back to that thing that you were talking about intention and affirmations also I mean I call the you know them super affirmations they're cosmic affirmations because we're not asking in an affirmation either it's not I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy. Oh my God, I'm not healthy. What am I going to do? It's I am healthy. I know I am the 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 essence and the and the consciousness and the energy and the vibration of health because that is who I am in spirit. Yeah, and and that's what we're claiming. That's what we're proclaiming, isn't it? Through our affirm yeah. affirmations. Yeah, and that's why we with the uh practitioner students, especially in um science of mind. That's why we spend two years with them in training, yeah. because the reason that it's the whole aspect of spiritual mind treatment can be taught. I can, and I've taught people this in the afternoon, you know, like in an afternoon. Okay. It's, it's not just the, the format of the prayer, but it, it, again, it's the whole idea of consciousness. So when I get a call from someone who's experiencing illness as a practitioner we know different no i can't go there again no. that's what you're experiencing <laughs> so what i have so my call is again to heal and i was reading it today in one of my readings is to heal the idea of separation that's what causes the all truth. right so what so that's, that's what so i'm seeing i'm seeing beyond the i'm seeing they 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 they've come to me with a a certain thing. And I go ahead and I go, okay. And what is, and so I, it's me not only to, uh, to teach the truth to them, but also to know the truth for them beyond oh, that. Because I think that sometimes, and I, I experienced this before. Sometimes I need other people for me to go ahead and to do the prayer work. Uh, Absolutely. Other, other, other than me, because sometimes I'm too close uh, to the trees to see the forest so that's why we have other, you know, again, the, uh, the relying upon other people to know that for us, to, to really, to agree with us, to go ahead and to be that, I call them a spiritual, uh, triple a, uh, uh, roadside assistant. That, <laughs> that, yeah. Cheerleader. Well, no, I, I think that they, they actually, you know, the, they actually go ahead and hook the car up and pull me out of the ditch. Uh, because again, I, and I've, I, I must admit sometimes, uh, I, you know, uh, there's probably times in my life that, uh, I could have called a practitioner and I didn't, and that's okay. But that, see, the one thing that I've learned though, is that the, the practitioners and the ministers, especially in, in, uh, new thought centers are the most underutilized people there. So do not, so know that they expect you to call them. They yes. expect you to come yes. to them and say, okay, this is how I've been. Now, this is a wonderful way of using a practitioner. 
if you go ahead and you say, okay, I've been praying on a certain subject, okay, and I, I have a written out prayer, and then to say it to the practitioner and to say, I haven't been getting the result. So, so again, their guidance and direction, not, again, Laura, I don't know how, when, when you're with private clients, I just know with me, there's, especially, and I've, especially when I'm in a room with, with a client, there's a third voice in the room. Okay. And I'm telling you, sometimes it's louder than my client or myself. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm doing as a practitioner is I'm also listening. I'm listening to that guidance that's always in and around me to go ahead and to say the right words, to do, to go ahead and to reveal the perfection that's already there within my client. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I think that using that intuitive voice, I think has been very, um, very, very helpful, especially with clients because people say, well, I don't know what I'm going to say the, the next thing. Well, again, you're listening to yourself and not spirit in that moment. Recognize that the, the spirit of God surrounds you and your client. There's only one. <laughs> so to listen to that guidance and direction they're they're there for you to heal also certain areas of your life. If you're getting clients of a certain illness, then there's the, again, this is just my opinion that there's certain things in me that need healed. So, or I wouldn't be attracted. Well, we're always continually drawing towards us the parts that are ready for us to heal, aren't they? So right. that comes in whether it's clients or whether it's family situations, um, in our work, with our friendships, with our money, health. It's always an opportunity, isn't it, for us to to do that listening and to grow from that experience. Yeah, I, I had a miracle happen with my uh, my my family's very Catholic, Roman Catholic, and that. Uh, my mom knew of my involvement in the science line. She'd been to our church several times. So she wanted me to be involved some way in the funeral. And so uh, she told me that. And so they allowed me to do the graveside prayer, which I thought was absolutely wonderful. Um, so, you know, the thing is, I think that, again, if we are called, all of us, to shine our light, we're called all of us to shine our light. And there's been times in my life in which I've been faced with situations. And then I'll say to myself, well, what would I tell a client? What would I tell a, uh, someone, a member of my center? And I would say that you need to shine your light. Sometimes your light's going to scare the hell out of other people. And it's supposed to. It's supposed to, it's supposed to wake up other people sometimes. So to shine your light, do not, it, to, to, if you want to go back to school, go back to school. If you want to learn how to paint, go paint. The whole idea is of, again, of all of us shining our light and being who we are in this world. That's why our teaching is so important because as, again, as a collective, what's happening now is we're, we're, we're all here by divine mission this time. Okay, we're not, we're here to shine our light and to make God known, not only in our world, but within the individual. So see, that's why we're, that's why New Thought, I, I believe, is the spirituality of the 21st century. So And beyond. Right. And, I, and I'd like to just add in there, I know this is really, hi, Wayne, we're stars and we're beautiful. Yes, we all are. You are. Thank you for being here. 
today. Thank you, um, Thank you Wayne, from all the way from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you. <laughs> um, sometimes it's not easy to, to know that we have that light. And that's the piece as well, isn't it? If, if, if anyone's listening right now and, they, and they've lost that awareness of the connection of that light. And if that has happened for me, I know that I, I just go into a prayer and I visualize a light in my heart, however small it is, even if it's just a tiny flame. And yet I know there's, there's always a light there you know, and that we can expand upon that. And sometimes if we're hurting or if we're confused or if we're in doubt or pain or sorrow or grieving, it's also important to know that even if the light is so small, so tiny, it's always still there. It's always still there. And that light is the light of the divine that's in our hearts that wants us to know who we are as love. So, and that and that community, see, and see, that's one of the powerful things about community is when yes. we do not feel that light within us, that other people are there to say, Laura, no. Laura, yeah. Laura, you may not, you may be feeling this way, but that's not the truth about you. See, yes. and I think that that's yes. the power of community, whether it's online or whether it's in person or both. I think that having people around you of like mind, who again, who are on the path like you are, um, and I forget to. So see, and that's one of the nice things again about community because people in community will come up and say, "Hmm, you just said something. Are you sure you want that to happen in your life?" <laughs> and and, yeah, and there are reminders. Yeah. So there, so I think that again, us together is really. Um, uh, and I, I know there's a lot of people uh, in the United States and also in the UK who are church. Where did I get that? You know, I mean, uh, church attendance here for the regular churches is down to 30%. But there's a lot of people who are who are spiritual, but not and, religious. And welcome, welcome, to the, welcome to New Thought. Yeah, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Leaders like the way. Wow, I, this is an amazing conversation, and I, I, you, you've, you've just—we've gone from weddings to <laughs> <laughs> to the light in your heart to all the way around to prayer um, research, and that I'm really interested in, in the prayer research and how um, how these studies are being done and showing that prayer really, really, really works, and it works because we know it works. Yes, that's the key, isn't it? We know yes. it works. So um, before we uh, finish on the show right now, would you like to do uh, to share a prayer together and to give that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, just yeah. One, uh, yeah. So wherever that you're at, uh, again, you, you think you may have stumbled onto this, but you're here by divine appointment. So let's understand. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so join, as I say the words, just join your your heart and your mind with, with mine as we as we know together that there is only one life that that life is all around us in us through us as us and as a practitioner say it's omni omnipresent omnipotent omniscient omniactive god is everywhere present powerful all-knowing and active god is all that there is and i know 
that we are one with that one presence and one power. We are the living expressions of God, God being, God acting, God moving. So knowing that now, I just decree and declare and just now know that for the individual who has tuned into this program, we just now decree and declare for them blessing. I know for them right here and right now that they have been blessed by this time, that they've been awakened and renewed by that consciousness that's within them, that their consciousness has been expanded. So knowing that now, I just now claim for them divine health. Divine health flows in and through them now. I now know that divine prosperity is in their lives right here and right now, that they are guided and directed on what to do, when, and how to do it. And my prayer is also for the world today. I just now know for the world divine life is expressing in and through us. I now decree this thing of COVID-19 or whatever is neither person, place, or thing. So I just go ahead and I just know that that thought is now eliminated within me. And I now know, again, divine life flowing through this planet. And as we allow that shift to happen, that shift of light to happen, I just now know that we are all blessed. We allow ourselves now to experience the God life as us in a grander way. So for that, I just give great thanks as I just say, thank you. Thank you, infinite spirit. Thank you. Because I know what's already done as I release this into the creative law of life, the soil of the universe, which only knows to do one thing. And that is to say, yes. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you, Michael, for being here, for shining your light and inspiring people to really use these practices for a better life, for a better life experience. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Because we can't always change what it is that we are living in. However, we can change the way that we perceive it. We can Absolutely. change the way that we feel about it. We can change the way that we set our intentions, that we get up every day and we shift into the, knowing the truth for ourselves. And that's what prayer does. Yes, and that's yes. what prayer does. And that's what gets us through these seeing challenges. It's a real honor being on your show today. I was, uh, oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. I love much. it. I love it. Uh, and you're going to come back, aren't you? Oh, I, anytime. Uh, couple of reminders. First of all, is that, uh, again, that uh, if you'd like to get a hold of me, it's pastormichaelmangus at gmail.com. Yep. Please feel free to, again, I'm available for um, for speaking. If you are in the Ohio, Pennsylvania, or West Virginia area, those are the three areas I'm certified in, then please give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help. But uh, no, uh, the other thing too is please join us on Friday evenings for the fireside chat. Again, the, the whole idea is, is that we uh, we can apply our spirituality to what is going on. It doesn't, again, like Dr. Tim said, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. We can always have that peace and the power and that understanding that will not only get us through it, but also have us thrive through it, that we come out of whatever that we are experiencing in a much grander way than we went in. So, and that's, that's what I claim for each and every person, especially with the world situation and everything that we're in, that we're, we're coming out of this, we're coming out of this better. 
We're coming out of this purified. We're coming out of this uh, blessed. We're coming out of this, not burned, but we're coming out of this purified like gold. So I, I, again, that's, that's what I claim for everybody. Oh, wow, Michael. And the, the, as you're saying all of this, and I'm realizing, you know, that this spiritual journey that we're all on and that we're saying yes to, and for the listeners that are here and, and saying yes to it for their own lives, you know, this isn't just a one hour a week experience. And that's why New Thought Media is here, New Thought Media Network, because it's a constant reminder from shows like this and um, Pastor Michael coming on on a Friday evening and the meditations that happen every day and the visioning and visualization and the writers hang out and the, the conversations and the ministers getting together and talking and people coming on. This is a 24-7, well, maybe not 24-7, but it's a many hours a day of all of this beautiful experiential um, content coming out of New Thought Media Network for, for, for you as a listener to really embrace in your heart and tap into at any moment, you might be feeling that you can't find that light within you. Come here, come to Michael's show, come to <laughs> Cosmic Prayer, come to any, any, any of the broadcasts that are happening on New, New Thought Media Network and you will be reminded of the truth of who you are. Yes. And that's why we're here doing this. So if this has touched your heart in any way, then there we go. The shift has hit the fan. I love that. This is my new, this is my new, I'm going to borrow, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> if this has um, resonated with your heart, with your mind, and you feel that you would like to, um, to give in gratitude to New Thought Media Network, then there is a donation love offering link. Uh, here in the in the chat uh, of the Facebook or YouTube post, um, you can donate to this ministry. And Reverend Robert Brzezinski is doing this incredible work with this beautiful vision. And all of your funds will go straight into expanding that vision and, and allowing it to be set free. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, support the talent. There we go. Thank you, Wayne, for being here and being present. And Michael, thank you for being such a, a beautiful guest. And you'll come back, I know, with more. Thank you. Thank you, thank you yeah. Laura. Thank you for being the bright light that you are. And uh, again, uh, thank you for having me on your show today. Really appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you, Michael. Bye, everyone. <laughs> thank you for listening to Cosmic Prayer your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper. Wanna play? Come to our yard. New Thought Media Network spotlights you. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, Spirit Says Sing. Our stage is open for musicians, singers and speakers, visual artists. Shine with us live. It's easy. Just click the link in the comments and be ready to soar. 
Spirit Says Sing. Saturdays at 6, right here on New Thought Media Network. New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring.